Hey, this is Alex Terranova, and this is the Dream Mason Podcast. We've been taught to behave, to fit in, to follow the rules, but Dream Masons reject conventional thought. Dream Masons are rebels. They take a chisel to the marble that is typical traditional life. They carve out brilliance and broadcast it to the world. Join me for another chapter as we unmask convention, embrace the rebels within us, and more deeply come to explore the complex and agitated edges of our existence. Now, before we get started, please don't be a rebel yet and grab your phone and hit that little button that says subscribe. Thank you. Because your dreams don't build themselves. What's up and welcome back to the Dream Mason podcast. I am your host, Alex Terranova. We're wrapping up January of this, man, this month feels like it's flying by uh, in 2021. Um, this is a cool episode today because it's a, uh, it's a person, not only have I never like met him or he's never been on the show before, but it takes me back to some, uh, some of my past. So if you've list, been listening to this podcast for a while, or you know me, or you've seen my social media or whatever, you probably remember that before I got into executive corporate performance coaching, um, life coaching, I was in the hospitality business. I opened up about 15 restaurants across the country. I worked for, I mean, I don't know, you know, a bunch of different brands. And in my late 20s, I had the pleasure of being on a show called America's Next Great Restaurant, which was an NBC show hosted by Bobby Flay, Curtis Stone. There were some other, uh, some big names on there, but those would be people you might know. Um, that show was on NBC. It was, it was, uh, it was done by the people that do Top Chef. Um, it didn't really do well. It was only one season, but it was still, it was on NBC. I was on that show. Uh, I got to be the villain. I was kind of a very different person. I, uh, t- let's just be real. I was kind of a dick on that show. I was mean to everybody. I was picking on everybody. I was talking a lot of shit. Um, and I was also having a lot of fun. I remember being on that show. I thought like, man, how often do you get to do stuff like this? I'm going to have fun. I'm not going to be worried about whether I win or lose. I'm just going to have a good time. And unfortunately that made me look, you know, I had like that Michael Jordan, Gary Payton talking shit attitude and people don't like that. <laughs> so I got booted. <laughs> I didn't win, but after that, I ended up going on to, I did a, I did an episode of um, Kitchen Nightmares, which people always see replaying on BBC and reach out to me. Um, I did it. Uh, I shot a pilot for a show called the, uh, the Wine Crasher, where we crashed wine events. And I acted like basically an obnoxious asshole to like discover wine because I don't know about wine. And, uh, and then I moved to New York to run a restaurant group. And a couple years later, I found myself needing to change. But I bring all this up because our guest today is really doing, you know, in in his version of it, what I wanted to be doing at that time, which was to be on food shows. Like I, that's why I took that path. I was ready to be out of the day to day of the restaurants. I wanted to be on food shows, and I got a little taste of it. But he is like really pursuing this. If you're on TikTok, you probably know who he is. If you like food, you might. He had a 2 million viral view video on deep fried water, which we're going to have to talk about because I'm not on TikTok. I don't know what that means. Um, he has been on Food Network numerous times. He's right now pitching and working on three to five shows with different networks. Um, he won Supermarket Stakeout 
we have a connection and we both worked with web and have worked on, on TV food shows with Bobby Flay. Uh, I'm curious to know what his, his opinion of Bobby Flay was. I had a really good experience of Bobby Flay. Welcome to the dream Mason podcast, the trendy chef, Stephen Moore. How you doing, man? Yeah, man. Nice to be here. This is a, that was a quite an introduction. That was, that was pretty dope. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. I know, I know you said you're, you're in LA right now cause you're working on some shows, right? Yeah, we've been filming two days, um, doing a pilot for my very own show, partnered with my, my one of my brothers, and uh, it was great, man. Um, definitely can't say much details, but it was it was it was dope vibes. Some definitely some dope A-listers. Um, it, it was amazing. The whole production was just professional. It was huge. Um, it, it's going to be, man. It's going to be something amazing. Can't wait for the world to see this. Let's let's give some people like some background on you. You know, I, I I know that you went to culinary school, so you that was the route that brought you in. Did you work in restaurants before you went to culinary school? Oh no, man, <laughs> culinary school. So basically, I was in a lot of like trouble. I was raised by a single father. Okay. I was in a lot of trouble, man. Like um, my older sister passed away in two thousand and five um, from gun violence. So oh, I was Sorry. definitely. I was in the streets. I was like running around, just doing just crazy stuff. And, um, you know, my dad, it was just him. He didn't know how to cook at all. You know, it was hot dogs, bologna sandwiches and, and ramen noodles every single day. Um, so it was just, so, and then, you know, I saw the hurt on his face when, you know, my older sister passed. I was like, you know, what? I'm running around the streets. I gotta, I gotta change. I gotta figure out something. I literally just saw, and never cooked anything. When I went to culinary school, I was one of the only students that couldn't even cook an egg, not a hard-boiled egg, not a scrum. I couldn't cook anything. I barely even knew how to light a stove. Um, like, I had no experience at all. Um, so when I went, so I saw infomercial. It was like, go to culinary school. Like, some, I was like, let me sign up and just see what it's about. It, in my mind, I didn't know anything about cooking. So I'm like, maybe it's like a home ec class, you know, in high school or something. <laughs> it was not that. <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like, let me go there and you know, uh, learn how to bake a cake or something. And then from there, um, I fell in love with it, man. I didn't know what I was doing. Even the fails, you know, I was failing, failing, failing as far as like kitchen skills. I, it took me a while to learn, but my junior semester, I was in a two week competition. It was 1200 students and I placed first. Um, while everybody was out partying, you know, a lot of us, a lot of, you know, we're young, we're in college, everybody wanted to party. I was studying my book, which actually the Flavor Bible was stuck and glued to me, man. I love the Flavor Bible still to this day. Um, but I was studying techniques, studying the legends, studying the greats. And they were like, this guy is not playing. Like, while you're out partying, I'm just studying, studying, studying. I just fell in love with it um, and went in first place. That's actually how I got the name of the Trendy Chef. Um, when I went on stage to accept my award, I had on my, I don't know, fedora. When I had on, uh, I had on overalls. And then I had on my chef coat over the overalls. I had on like taco socks. They're like, you're weird, bro. Like, and then they were like, but you're like a trendy chef. Like, I would never know that you cook and that you're this good. And um, and that's when I got the name, man. And that's when I, I, I fell in love with it. And I literally knew nothing. I didn't have my first steak till I was 16 years old. I worked at Food for Less Market and I saved up a two-week check just to buy a steak because wow. I didn't have any money. Um, and then I made it myself, destroyed it, of course. It was like over well 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 done but it was like dang this is something i created let me try to see where this goes and now i'm the only student in the history of that school to 
win a Food Network show. People have been on like Hell's Kitchen, which is not on Food Network, but they've been on sure. certain yeah. shows and um, nobody's won. And I was the first, I went from not knowing how to make an egg at that school to being the only student to ever win a Food Network show. So that was dope. That's and, this was recent, and this was just last year, like mid years when the, the show aired. Um, right during COVID, right? When the whole COVID thing is when that show yeah. aired, I was like, oh shit. When you, <laughs> how long ago did you go to culinary school? How like, so how long has this process been? Uh, nine years. I graduated nine years ago. Um, and from there, actually it was funny because I didn't go to like a restaurant. Like everybody thinks they're chefs when they graduate culinary school. Sure. You're not a yeah. chef. You're not a chef. You're not Bobby Flay. Everybody's like, we're going to go to these high-end restaurants and we got an opportunity um, for a business owner, they, they came up there and they had one of the first mobile Pink's hot dog trucks. So if people know Pink's hot dogs is in LA, yeah. it's in uh, Vegas, but it's not mobile. It was just a location. So they had the mobile where they actually went to like Coachella Festival and all these huge festivals. And who doesn't love Pink's hot dogs? And who doesn't love a hot dog at Coachella? It's 100,000 people per weekend. Um, and people were like, no, no, we're chefs. We're not making hot dogs. So I worked for this lady for years. And finally, um, she was like, you know what? You've been making hot dogs for, you know, for a while now. I know I got you from culinary school. I know you want to do some chef stuff. So cater this event and we'll talk about it after. I'm like, who am I catering for? She said, we'll talk about it after. Just get the food out and get it, you know, beautiful. Mm-hmm. So I did that. And then she was like, well, let me introduce you who you, who you just cooked for. And then I walked, then Jay Allen, uh, Jay Leno, sorry. Jay Leno walks in. And I'm like, whoa, that's Jay Leno. Like, all I knew was like him from all the cars and everything. Mm-hmm. I was like, dang. And I was like, that's crazy. And the way that he loved the food, I was like, this is something I, I need to do. And I talked to her and I was like, hey, you've been teaching me a lot. I want to open up my own catering business. She's like, it's not easy. Um, so I opened <laughs> up my own catering business. And after that, it just took off. I started meeting a lot of celebrities, I have celebrity friends. Um, and after that, it was just like, this is it. This is what I want to do next to the restaurant. Never opened, never had a restaurant yet, but that's actually the goal. Just the next goal right now. I have an idea for a restaurant. So I've never, it, literally, I have an idea that a patent for a restaurant idea that's never been done ever. And I'm like, whoa, like to my mind, people are like, how do you think of this crazy stuff? The deep fried water, the, the donut glazed chicken wings. And I got stuff for it because I worked in like some nice restaurants. Mm-hmm. And and chefs are like, once I stop doing the fancy five star, Michelin star, all that stuff, because I worked in some Michelin, actually helped out in some Michelin star restaurants. I went to Florence, Italy for three months with Steve Roth to cook with those chefs. I also went to Thailand for three months to cook with those chefs. So I was really into the culinary, you know, things of it. But then I was like, you know what? Social media was out. Social media was going crazy. I was like, let me have some fun with this. Let me start deep brown water bacon wrap chicken wing let me start stuffing chicken wings with mac and cheese let me do and then that's when it blew up for me they were like you're doing the most insane stuff i've ever seen in my life i love i love this it reminds me so when i the the show that i went on was my concept was you know when you go to like california pizza kitchen you can get any food from the world on a pizza right like it's thai pizza barbecue pizza like whatever and i was like my concept was it was called hard and soft, the taco bar. And it was the idea that why don't we do that with tacos? Like if a tortilla is just a, like a blank canvas, why don't we have like chicken parm tacos? Why don't we have, you know, like, ta- like, um, like Thai tacos? Why don't we have fried chicken tacos? Right. And 
I did that show and it didn't, it didn't work for the show, but when it was funny, like about six months after I got out of that show, I was trying to raise money to open the restaurant and that concept started popping up all over. All of a sudden people were like, had, I'm not going to say stealing mine. Right. Cause I don't think anything is like totally original, but it was all over the place. And now yeah. you, you can find a bunch of places that do that. I love when I looked at your social media, it's you cook like, like I cook, which is, it feels like you cook from your heart. Like you're like, man, I love mac and cheese. I love fried chicken. I'm going to like put them together. Or, you know, I made a, a Mac. I was running a bar in LA about 10 years ago and I made a mac and cheese pizza. And I started putting like maple syrup on breakfast burgers. And people were like, why are you putting maple syrup on breakfast burgers? And I'm like, because when you eat breakfast, you got hash browns, you got maple syrup. Why would you not put maple syrup yeah. on a breakfast burger? But if people go to your social media, that's what they find is like this creative, like fun um, adventure of food. You're not doing what normal people do with food. You're like, it's like a big experiment. And it, I mean, yeah. look, I want to eat your food. It looks good. Um, <laughs> what I love too about, yeah, like it, go ahead. Okay. No, oh, no, I was saying like, even with the, with the vegan, um, I'm trying to, I'm trying to incorporate vegans now, plant-based people, because I always get asked you know, why don't you do vegan plant-based? I was like, if I can figure out a way to do it and still be the trendy chef. So, um, you know, the first post I did, it was actually a, a vegan California burrito. Um, and then it had, um, the, of course the beyond meat in there. Mm -hmm. Um, it had a plant-based tortilla wrap. Um, it had, instead of fries, it had sweet potato fries. It had uh, a vegan sriracha aioli in there. And know, the vegans was loving it, man. Some, some of my people were like, don't, don't do this too much. We want the real, I was like, no, nah, I got to sure. definitely do it for the vegans yeah. too, man. But I don't see a lot of people doing that right now. I don't see a lot of people like right, vegan right. food, plant-based food is everywhere, but they don't, they don't do anything crazy with it. Like I've never seen, I'm sure it's out there somewhere, but I've never seen a California burrito vegan like that. Like the way I did it with the, you know, the sweet potato fries and how I did it. I was yeah. like, man, this is dope. So I'm definitely going to branch off into that a little more too. Nice. I love that. I'm a, so I became a vegan for 2020 for the first time and been it and been it since. And I mean, like, besides the fact that I feel the best I've ever felt, like when people are like, how do you, what do you just eat ramen all the time? I'm like, no, I, that the way you cook, I think lends itself to any style because it just, it opens your mind to like the creative juices. So I'll, I'll be sitting there and I'm like, all right, I want lasagna, but I can't have lasagna as a vegan. So how do I, like, how do I make cheese out of cashews? How do I, what do I use oh, yeah. to change? And I think that like that style of cooking, all of a sudden it just, everything's becomes an experiment and it, it's yeah. fun. I, I really like it. I also like what I wanted to say before was, I think your journey is really cool because you didn't become famous overnight. It's not like you graduated from culinary school, became a chef, like you're right. Everybody, when I used to run restaurants, we would laugh at culinary students that would walk in and want to work. Cause we're like, you can't handle a line. You can't pump out food fast enough. You might know how to make some like fancy recipes, but that's not what we do here. We need to like pump out good food for customers. Um, but I love the journey. Cause I think so many people, we live in like a microwave culture where right. Everybody wants to be like famous right now, successful right now. And they don't want to go through the process and your process of getting on to all these shows is almost like a 10 year process you've been in. Yeah. Long, long journey, man. As I tell people, it do not happen overnight. I just like, it's crazy because even after the food network, I had to use that platform myself, like 
Food Network and you know they, they you know they they might have posted me once or something quick, yeah. um, you know just to but that I had to use a platform myself to hey man I'm a Food Network winner just to get in like a door yeah. and once I got in the door that's it man start meeting celebrities and start meeting a lot of clients and start building a name so even after you win a show like that you're still not like oh yeah I'm no I'm the man I'm fam-. no you now you now the work is begin now yeah. you have to put in the work. So, um, yeah, it's not overnight. It took a long time, man. Very long. And it's still, I'm still going right now. What, um, I'm curious about like the mindset, you know, you came from, a, uh, you described, you like self-described a world that was like unsafe, violent. How did you, it's, it's pretty amazing that you like took yourself out of that. Cause that's not like, look, people do it right. But it's not easy to do. Oh yeah. And, and all the thing I'm imagining all the, the people around you, everybody was wrapped up in that. So how have you, how did you like remove yourself from a situation that wasn't, let's just say like supportive of the person you wanted to be like, what were the challenges in that? It was really hard, man. Especially with the old group I used to hang out with. They used to, you know, not like kind of make fun and not make fun. He's like, man, what are, what are you doing? You putting on an apron, man? No, we got to go out, man. These guys want to fight. Oh man, we yeah. got these girls that want to hang out. They want to drink all night. And I was like, nah, man, I'm, I saved up to move out of the city. And I was in, which is Marino Valley. I love Marino Valley. I get back to the city. Um, definitely shout out to Marino Valley Matters. They're big, big on Instagram as far as, you know, Marino Valley goes. Um, you know, even my old principal, it's crazy because my old principal, and teacher called me from my old high school and they were like, cause, and I didn't take it offensive. Cause when I tell people the story, they'd be like, you didn't take that offense. They're like, how are you still alive? And people, Oh, that's offensive. No, my dad says that my, everybody says that because I've been shot at, I've been, you know, doing crazy, so many crazy things that people are like, how did you get to this spot? And I'm like, I have no idea how I not only got out of that situation, but one of food network show opened up businesses. And I was like, I have no idea. So, um, um, so I, I really don't know. I just moved, removed myself. I started, you know, I was a troubled kid. So I go to a lot of juvenile hall centers and I speak to those kids. Of course, before COVID, I can't wait to this thing slow down. I want to get back to it. Um, but I speak to those kids and I give them an opportunity upon release to join my cooking class. I have a cooking class at five different boys and girls club locations from the ages five to 16. And you know, their favorite foods, Pop-Tarts. Okay, you love Pop-Tarts? <laughs> Let me show you how to puree your own strawberries or your own uh-huh. fruits, your own berries, and make your own pastry so you know what's in the Pop-Tart. You know, instead of going to get this store-bought stuff that you don't know all this artificial flavor and all this crazy stuff in there. And they, they learn how to make their favorite junk foods from scratch, chicken nice. nuggets, ketchup from scratch. You know, they was amazed that, you know, I can make ketchup. I'm like, anything that you see in the store, <laughs> you can eat. Someone made it. So you're, you're, you can make this stuff. Um, so yeah, I definitely, I'm big with the youth, man, big on trying to prevent what happened to me. Cause I feel like it, it was a blessing, but it was a lot of luck because yeah. I shouldn't be here and not a lot of kids got lucky. Like a lot of my friends life, like triple life sentences in jail, triple life. I'm like, I didn't even know a number exists. I'm like, what is triple life? Like, so all these, the, all these kids around me just start dying, start going to jail. And I'm like, Whoa, 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 what is going on here? Like, I don't need any of that. Um, then I had my, we had my son at t- the age of 21. And that's when I actually went to culinary school. And I was like, oh yeah, I got to do something. I have a son on the way. I got to show him that, you know, anything is possible. I don't want him in that environment. And uh, that's, that's when I just, I just 
took off running with what I, what I got going on. I saw like the faces on the kids, like how appreciative they were. We'll be in a store with my kids and a, a kid will walk up to me and notice me from TikTok and their parents are like, well, who is this guy? And then people will walk up to me. They saw me on the Food Network where they were autographs. You know, we can't even sit down. Like when it, we couldn't, we can't even really sit down and eat in my city because everybody, I live in the city of Temecula. is so small. A lot of people know me out there, the Food Network winner, the TikTok guy. Yeah. So we can't even go down and eat or do anything without people wanting to take a picture. And my kids like think it's so cool. So I, I just like, that, that's what it's all about, man. It's just what motivating is, and inspiring. Is your dad still around? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's my best friend, man. I'm actually going to see him right now. Um, what, what, does he, he, he was a, what does he think about all this? Uh, like from going from ramen and like, you know, <laughs> like what's what's his take? Oh man, he he loves it. He he's like so proud of me. He's like, I don't know what I, I you know I do without you because he's you know he he doesn't have a lot of money. He's you know still living you know in in the neighborhoods that we still lived in like growing up. And I'm trying to still that's my goal. I was like that by the end of this year, I promise I'm gonna get you out of that situation. I got you. He's like, oh yeah. He's like, I believe in you. So I see you going up, going up. You know, you got featured on NBC, CBS, Fox. Um, you know, I've been all around doing all kinds of stuff. So he's like, man, I see it going. And I was like, you know, that's what I do it for as well. My children and my dad. Um, I told him he's 71 years old, veteran, fought the Vietnam War. He's been through it all. And he, he's the reason that I'm a man because he taught me only thing I have to do is put a roof over your head and and feed you, which his food wasn't the best food. Um, but he was like, you know, <laughs> I bought my own gifts. I bought my own car. You know, I wasn't one of those ones. I get a car at 16 from my aunt or my, you know, my parents bought me a car. I saved up uh, 400 bucks and bought a Volkswagen Jetta lime grade. The back doors wouldn't open up. It had a moon roof. I, I, you know, I just had to grind my whole life. So um, I just used the grinding on the street yeah. to make it uh, legitimately like an actual legal grind, an actual you know, sure. not saying, well, that was legal too. I worked at Food for Less, but just doing crazy stuff, um, you know, fighting for money. Like literally we were fighting the street for money. Like that was, a, when I think back, I'm like, I was such an idiot. And there's so many kids that don't think yeah. that they're, that they're, they think they're smart and they know it all. I'm like, no, man, let, let me tell you my story. And it actually touches a lot of kids. They're like, I don't want that to happen to me. You've been what? Yeah. Um. So yeah, I'm trying to prevent that, man. Trying to prevent it. What also reminds me too of, I, I interviewed, uh, I had a few interviews recently where I was talking to some people about like race and culture and how it impacts their life. And somebody said something to me that like was really eye-opening was they were like, you know, as a young black man in America, as a child, I looked around and I thought I could be a rapper, a gangbanger or an athlete. And, yeah. and I, and you know, and we, we, them and I were talking about this. Cause I was like, man, when I was a little kid, I was like, oh, I could be a lawyer. I could be a, right. All the, cause I see people that look like me doing all the things. Yeah. And it was the first time in my life I went, oh fuck, that's a, that's like a, um, a thing that you don't realize unless you don't know. Right. Like you grew up and like, I can't think of a lot. There's not a lot of black chefs yeah. and, and I'm, I'm picturing as you're talking, I'm like, man, you're making an impact on these kids that are going, wait, I could be a chef. Right. Which maybe yeah. they didn't even know that was an option before. Exactly, man. That's, that's exactly what it is. I tell people all the time, like there's, we you know, we have, we have those black chefs, but we don't have a black chef that's talked about like mm -hmm. Gordon Ramsay, like Bobby Flay. That's, you know, and especially not for my community. That's, there's no chefs. They're, from the city of Marino Valley, 
there's never been a black chef on the on the Food Network. Like that, yeah. it's uh, it's not even heard of. Like there is not there there's not a lot of black chefs. There was actually um, what did motivate me even a lot more. Like uh, a lot of friends of mine that did go to jail that didn't get the life sentences that you know they may have got five, six, seven years. They're like, man, when I get out of here, I want to go to culinary school. I want to cook. Yeah. I'm like, man, that's dope. And I, because I know these guys and how hard thug like thugs. I'm talking about like. These guys are like the toughest guys in, in Los Angeles. And they're like, nah, man, I want to go to culinary school. I'm like, whoa, that is crazy. I was like, whatever you need, man, any advice, any advice, man. If you want to cook one-on-one, whatever you need to do, let's do it, man. Um, so that, that's, that's dope to me. That's super dope. That's awesome. Uh, I love, I love hearing that. Like, you know, and it doesn't have to be, it's funny. Like it doesn't have to be as dramatic, like people listening, you know, what, if you do something good with your life, there's people that see it and they're like, wait, I want some of that. Right. It doesn't matter where you come yeah. from, who you are. Um, I get that. Like, as I, I used to be right. Like I was like, kind of drank too much, kind of an asshole at times. And people are like, Whoa, he like changed his life. He turned it around. He he's positive. He's doing, he's trying to yeah, help yeah. people. He's doing good work. And people are like, I want to do that. Um, I think that's really great. It's it's I didn't know this about you before we got on here. It's it's really nice to hear like the ways that you're trying to help other people come up like you did. What's um I know you got to I know you're busy and you got to go so I want to I want to honor that. Before I let you go though, what what's like the next big kind of mountain you want to climb that feels maybe like challenging or scary? Um Man, I, I definitely want to open up a restaurant. That seems uh, like people think just because you know how to cook, you know, like it's way more to it than you know. You've opened yeah. up several restaurants than just, oh, I can cook. I'm open up a restaurant. It does not work like that. You know, I've been studying and trying to figure it out, the business side of it. Um, you definitely have to put the cooking to the side just for a second to to know, you know, your location, you know, business, the business side of it, the money you want to put in, the profit. It's a lot to it. So that's definitely big. Um, but I also want to do, um, I haven't seen it, but um, I want to do a cooking class for the homeless, um, which wow. is I haven't seen it, but um, I haven't even done research on it. But I want to be able to show like some home, some of the homeless because my mom was homeless for a while. I didn't. That's why I didn't grow up with her. She was like on drugs and all that stuff. Um, but, you know, they they have to eat, too. And, you know, they 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 get money. You know, they ask them for money and stuff. I can show them how to use that to go and get ingredients where they don't need a stove, they don't need any form of heat and, and create these dishes that they can actually make make out on the street. I mean, I made a lobster omelet. Yeah, it was summertime. It was actually this was past summer. It was 118 degrees outside. Um, I set the pan out there for about two and a half hours um, with a little <laughs> bit of oil in it. And I made an omelet. I made a lobster omelet from the heat from the sun. And uh, yeah. it was an experiment. And then they, they went viral. It. The shade room posted it. I think that got like four or five million views. People were like, you what? You cook the omelet using the sun? And I, you know, recorded the whole thing. Like, yeah, there's no edits. This is like two hours later. I left this pan out there. It was hot as hell. I already had, you know, cut the, the lobster super, super, super thin and just, you know, cooked it all right there out in the sun. So I was like, man, I wonder if the homeless can do this. Like, I wonder if they, if I can find ingredients and recipes where they don't need a, a heat or the stove or any of that. So I think that'd be, I think that'd be life-changing for a lot of people. That's awesome. Um, you know, and, <laughs> before, before I let you go, wait, cause we didn't talk about it. What is, what is deep fried water? Oh man, deep fried water. So, um, you know, gastronomy, um, we, we, we learned that in culinary school, uh, how to gelatize things. Um, so I literally just gelatized it. 
And when I gelatized the water, I breaded it like you would bread fried chicken. Um, so, you know, um, I use like a small little, uh, like a strained spoon. And then I, I think I found it online somewhere. I was just finding random stuff and I, I, I gelatized it and I breaded it just like, you know, the, the normal breading procedure. And when you, when that water with the breading hits the fryer, it pops the gelatin on the outside. So it's literally just water and breading. So it's just deep fried water. That's it. Just from a water bottle. But does um, it stay together? <laughs> like it stays together though? It doesn't like come apart? It stays, it stayed in a perfect ball. And I was, I was shocked. And I did it when I do stuff, I do it from, I don't even practice it before I start hitting sure. the court button. I just, just do it. And I was shocked. And they saw this, this if you look it up, it's on my page. It's actually not that far down. Um, Cause I reposted it and you'll see like the water is just on like a, on, on the spoon. And yeah, I, I was shocked. It wasn't good. I tell people all the time, like, that's not good. It, it was disgusting because it's deep fried water. Um, just like when I deep fried watermelon. It looked beautiful, but yeah. it wasn't like it wasn't good. I think that's what people appreciate from me because I'm not like a chef. Like, no, that everything I make is amazing. <laughs> I'm I experiment, so it was yeah. disgusting. It was what's fun. the <laughs> what's of all the things that you can think of that you've made? What's your favorite creation? Um, I don't know. I made so much stuff recently, though. I was super shocked on how good deep fried Kool Aid was. I was like, whoa, this is actually pretty good, and it's kind of like a cake pop. Um, so I was like, this is, I, I, I judged it before I even, I was like, this, this is going to be like the water. It's not going to be good, but it was a whole different procedure and it was actually pretty good. Um, but I'm known for my chicken wings. I love chicken wings. Um, I do a, a, a Alfredo, a chicken Alfredo Parmesan wing, but I actually stuff the wing with the pasta instead of having the pasta around. So I make the Alfredo sauce. I dump it over the wing, but when you bite the wing, the, the pasta inside of the wing so just to see the look on people's faces is hilarious they're like how'd you get pasta inside of a chicken yeah. that, that's ridiculous so that's one of my favorites for sure my kids love the donut glazed chicken wings donut on the outside you get that sauciness from the chicken on the inside and it has sprinkles on top so when i did that people laughed at me but we did it at like the del mar fair in california in yeah. uh, san diego california and we had the longest line at the fair, it was hundreds of people in line for this donut wing. I was like, whoa, what's going on? And then, you know, it's a fair, fair food. So they like, yeah. I had a huge picture. Like, it's like, is that a wing with sprinkles on it? Like it, nice. it blew up. <laughs> I like fair food. Fair food inspired me. I did uh beignet battered Oreos at one point, Ooh, which dang. is like, it's, make- it's, not, it's not that hard, right? You just make a beignet yeah. batter, dip Oreos and fry them. But like people were all about it. We used to do that at Man. one restaurant. Sound like you make some crazy stuff like me, man. That that's dope. That that's like the foodie, and that's why I say I'm I'm all about the foodies. If you're yep. if you're like not about like trying new things, my page is not for you. You might yep. you, you'll get scared off of my page, really really fast, man. So I'm all about foodies for sure. But people like I, I do all that online, but I like normal food. One of my favorite <laughs> things is like just beef, like uh, beef patsy you Thai food. I love Thai food. Um, I was in Thailand for three months. I love Thai food. Of course, that's the street food of Thailand. But um, man, I love that. I love I love beef patsu, beef patsu mao. Of course, Jamaican food. Oh, I got family in Jamaica. Do you have a favorite restaurant? Um, uh, Via Chain Restaurant is actually in Oakland, and it's in Orange County. Via Chain Laos and Thai restaurants a mixture. That's my. That's the only way. That's the only place where I can get um, Thai, uh, Laos Laotian papaya salad. 
and they actually do it with the bedek sauce. The bedek sauce is super, super black sauce. Um, you know, it's like a broth that you can't find anywhere. If you call any any Thai places and say, hey, I want the papaya salad, but do you do the Laotian version? 90% of them are going to be like, no, no. Why, why would I do that? But only Oakland and Orange County does the Laotian version. The what's version it, what's of, it called? What's the restaurant? Uh, uh Viet Chang, I think that's Viet Viet Chang, uh Laos Thai restaurant in Garden Grove. It's in Garden Grove and it's in Oakland. Nice. And I hope they're still there because if they shut down, I'd be sad. I haven't been there in a long time. <laughs> um, dude, thanks for thanks for being here today. Thanks for um I, I just want to like really acknowledge you for first of all for it's really clear you stick to like who you are. You didn't you're not like a you didn't, you're not here with me right now in like a suit pretending to be something you're not, you know, you're yeah. you, but you found a way to bring you into the world that you wanted to be in instead of conforming to the world that you wanted to be in, which I really appreciate. I love when people are able to bring like their authentic self to what the thing they want to do, because so many of us think we have to be that like we have to yeah. fit into that world. So thanks for setting an example and being yourself. Thanks for the work you're doing with kids, the homeless, um, like setting an example for people, you know, that know you, that have known you forever, kids that follow you. Um, and thanks for being creative, man. We don't need more people doing the same boring foods all the time over and over again. We need, yeah. life is about creation and expansion. So I really appreciate like whatever, I wish everybody followed their passion and just brought that, mindset that you're bringing to food to whatever they're passionate about um where, where can people I, go ahead I, was, I definitely appreciate you having me man this was just super dope and I, I don't think i've done a podcast with like another chef yet like you're the first one like somebody that really knows the food that opened up restaurants and done all the stuff that that's super dope man i definitely gotta look into everything you've done and just, you know, <laughs> the shows you've done that's dope well, maybe we, maybe we, you know, when you get ready to open a restaurant, maybe we can talk. Cause that's, I mean, I'm not, I never say I'm a chef. I would like partner with my chefs, right. To work together. Yeah. But I had some fun creating recipes and creating food and then giving, like giving my ideas to somebody like you and be like, all right, like make, like, it's like, I'm giving you raw metal, make it into jewelry, you know, make yeah. it cool. So, um, but yeah, I appreciate that. Thanks for saying that. Where can people find you? Like, what's your TikTok? What's your Instagram? Is it all trendy under the Trendy Chef? Everything under the Trendy Chef. I tell people all the time, because um, I have so many, because on TikTok, it's Trendy Chef underscore, um, but everything else is Trendy Chef, but you can Google it too, and all my stuff will pop up from, you know, magazine articles. Um, the TrendyChefCatering.com is my brand new website. That's 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 my heart right there, is, is catering. That's how I feed my kids. That's how... So, you know, we always booked up. If you need any, you know, catering or anything, the trendychefcatering.com. I also have my own seasoning called the Trendy Chef Everything Seasoning, um, which people love. It sells out. After the Food Network, I think we sold like a couple thousand bottles within 45 minutes by posting on Instagram. Um, and then I have a peach barbecue. I have an instant mix, which is actually a gumbo mix. But if you add more water, you can actually turn it into a broth for, um, you know, like sort of stews, you know, things like that. So I have a lot of different um, things I'm working on, working on my own chef knife, um, partnering with some people that that are partnered with Bowie Chef Knife, like the Bowie Chef Knife, a lot of people don't know about it. Um, it's uh, actually an American culinary still. Um, and, and, you know, we don't have a lot of, I don't, they, they, they said to do a lot of research, which I have, and I haven't seen an American still. Um, I, you know, we got the Japanese, we got the German, 
but I haven't seen an American still. So it's definitely a, a, a knife that everybody's going to want for sure. Um, so I have a lot of stuff going on. <laughs> cool. And do you do just for people like, can you do catering anywhere in the country or is it only like local, so like Southern California? Oh no, it's everywhere. It's, uh, we haven't left the country yet, but we actually, before COVID, we were in Miami. Uh, we did a 250 to 300 people wedding in Miami. So we travel to States, anywhere around the States right now. Um, definitely having, uh, you know, if it's out of the country, it'll be like a celebrity that wants like private, you know, small, you know, something like that. But I do everything from one-on-one dinners, you know, husband and wife to huge events, weddings, you know, birthday parties. We do it all. Nice. So, and that, and that's where you get my my regular food. Like people <laughs> at the wedding, we don't bring the, we don't bring the, uh, the, the, all the crazy stuff I do online. We do you know, like barbecue. That's, a, that's like the wedding I want to be at. I want to be at the <laughs> wedding where you do the crazy stuff online. I'm waiting for somebody to ask for that. But they, they ask for, you know, the craziest thing is like, oh, I want your bacon wrapped mac and cheese. Well, that's not crazy, but yeah. okay. But um, yeah, we do the regular, you know, the tri-tip, you know, with the chimichurri. You know, we do the regular food. So, well, um, if I find that girl, you know, maybe we'll have, we'll be the first ones. You better hurry I up. Gotta, <laughs> 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 All right, oh, man. Yours be, you're, be, you're vegan, so that'd be even that, more. Maybe. That'd be, that'd I might, I might break. I could break being break? vegan on for a wedding meal, you know. I don't need to be about say, so hardcore. I'm about to say, that'd be my way to be, you know, even more creative. I'm waiting for an all-vegan. I did an all-plant-based um, event in Palm Springs, which I got a chance to learn how to make um the eggs the you know the vegan eggs and all that mm-hmm. crazy stuff I'm like man this is dope um so i'm definitely down to do that as well well thanks man i appreciate you appreciate your time um i'm gonna post everything online so people can find you in the show notes um just keep up what you're doing man it's it'll be cool to see you in like you know a year five years when we're seeing you everywhere and everybody knows who you are um yeah but good luck man yeah. take care of yourself i appreciate it i appreciate you all right you too I'll talk to you guys soon and everybody listening, thanks for being here. Thanks for listening to this episode. Please share this episode with somebody who needs to hear it. And if you like food, check out Stephen Moore, the trendy chef. He's all over. You can find all the links in the show notes. And um, if you like food, hire him. Hit up the trendy chef and let him come cook for you. And I'll see everybody next time. Thanks for listening. Honestly, I'm just a rebel who found a cause and has a dream. And I'm super grateful for your support. If you got anything from this, please help me out and share this podcast with one person today. You can find me at thedreammason.com or at inspirationalalex on Instagram. You are a dream mason because your dreams don't build themselves.